Good morning, church. It's a privilege to be here, and uh, thank you for inviting me. To those who don't know me, I'm not a pastor, not a preacher. I'm just a nurse, and it's <laughs> just a nurse, yeah. Not a well, Igor, but I'm not a son of a pastor, but maybe a son-in-law of the pastor. I can say that way. And my accent comes from Hungary. So, well, it was a long time when I was here last time, right? It, it's maybe a, a year or so, or maybe something like that. But there's many things has been changed, right? Many things. You know, we are wearing this, this lovely thing that normally we nurses we, we wear it in a, in the floor on the floor, and now it's just uh, you know it's kind of part of our everyday life. Um, we went through quarantines. We went through, you know, many people lost their jobs. If you think about it, within seven or six months, the whole world changed. We cannot travel. The economy is going in a, in, in, in a depth that we cannot even comprehend because of all these things. And uh, um, if you look at our cities, you know, we see all these riots, the... The, the crimes, it became just a new, new normal. And when I think about that, I remember uh, Jesus' words in John 9, 4, if you can just uh, look up there. It's just, uh, just a word that he was saying, warning that um, um, uh, the second part of John 9, 4, John. And I, uh, it says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. It is day. The night is coming when no one can work. What do you think? Uh, are we getting there? Are we getting there when, when it's harder to work, harder to pre- um, um, spread the gospel, harder to reach out to the brother and sister? Is it, is it we are getting in a time when we cannot even get together to worship the Lord? We are getting into uh, we are getting into that time when people are afraid, you know. As we said in our Sabbath school, that uh, we are afraid of that catching this virus. And just a few test, uh, statistics about the virus so right now in the world. I mean, it's a yesterday stats: a thirteen million eight hundred eighty-five thousand seven hundred forty-six people was diagnosed or infected by this uh, case, and more than, and almost 600,000 died worldwide. In the U.S., we have uh, 3,600,077,453 people were confirmed with the COVID-19, and out of those uh, people, uh, 140,888 passed away. In Ohio, we have uh, 70,601 cases, and uh, 3,103 passed away. Now, these are the stats that are coming from the uh, CDC. These are the stats that are we seeing in the news. So it's it's definitely there's something happening. Now we can I don't want to get into uh, any kind of conspiracy theories. Everybody has their own opinion. How bad is that compared to a flu bison? This is not a point. The point is that we are living in a different different uh, era, and it tells me that Jesus is coming back soon. 
Jesus is coming back soon, and this is, this is the most important. The question is, uh, how are we related to these things? Now, before we open the uh, word of God, let's just have another um, prayer. And I'm near done, and we just bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we love you because you first loved us. And we cannot even comprehend the love that you love us with. Lord, let us grasp on this love. It's not just um, a sentimental, some kind of feeling, but you really made that love work. And it's working in hard, works hard. Not just uh, a time of Jesus when he came down and, and, and he suffered suffered a second death that we also we cannot really comprehend. But also he's working in the most holy for us. He's praying for us. He's cleansing the most holy. So Lord, let his work not to be in vain in our lives so we can be ready when Jesus comes back. Please uh, use me. Uh, use me. You were able to use, uh, use a donkey uh, one time. So definitely you can use me, Lord. Please let you um, uh, let the congregation hear your words. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Okay, so let's uh, um, turn the, our Bible to Matthew 25, 31 to 46. You, uh, we know this parable. We know this, but I think it's worth to uh, contemplate on it a little bit. So I'm starting at uh, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one by another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats are on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you come, uh, came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer them and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart, me, uh, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting f- uh, fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch 
as you did not do it to one of these least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will be, uh, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal lives. So these are pretty, pretty profane um, uh, description of the judgment. So, but let me ask you this: Who wants to be among the sheep? If you guys want to. I guess everybody. What about the goats? Anybody wants to be among the goats? No? Why? I think the answer is really, really obvious. Uh, because, uh, because the sheep are going and inherit the, the kingdom, and, um, uh, and the goats are they're going to be destroyed, right? So that's why it's, it's, it's obvious. We don't want to be among the goats. And... Uh, but if you think about this whole story that I don't want to really analyze or, um, or, or go through because I, the point is just coming, just, um, is that uh, there's a common denominator in between those two groups. Nobody knows really what makes them goats or ships, right? They had no idea. The, the ships didn't know that, hey, Lord, I mean, why, when did we do all these things? Okay, it's, I'm so glad that I'm on this group. But when did I do all these things that you are rewarding me, so to speak, right? And the same way, the, the, the goats, they, they, have, they cannot recall those times when, when they missed out on those opportunities that God brought to their lives. So, so we have this surprise. E.G.Y. says that there is going to be three surprises in heaven, right? Number one, you are there. Number two, those people who are who you thought that they're going to be there, they're not going to be there. And those who thought that you, there's no way that that person make it, they're going to be there. So, so uh, number one thing is that it seems to me that, uh, that these sheep or the group of people that was represented by the sheep, they did things automatically. It's, it's, it's unknowingly they had this life of holy life, that, that, that blessed life of the uh, Jesus called them righteous in this parable, that it was kind of like a natural outflowing of their, of their righteousness. So to say, it's, it's not their righteousness, but the righteousness. Um, it's kind of like, um, I just uh, realized that, uh, um, you know, when you uh, drive a stick ship car, what, what do you have to do all the time when you stop? Hmm? Yeah, there's one, one thing that you have to, do in every stick shift car, no matter what you you have to pull the handbrake, right? <laughs> because otherwise it rolls out. And yesterday, as I uh, I, I stopped somewhere, I pulled. Actually, I pulled it in, but it was not not all the way in. And I stepped out from the car, and the car started to roll back. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's 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 scary because it can hit another car, and you have all the damages. But the the point where I'm trying to make when you are driving a stick shift car, it's automatic for you to. All the way, you, 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 you stop the car. Yeah, you can leave it in gear, it doesn't move, but you always have to pull the, the handbrake because otherwise it's just gonna roll away. And, and I think this is, this is kind of like how the people were, were um, um, the, the, the sheeps, uh, that they were, um, their life ultimately produced all these fruits of the spirits, all these uh, good deeds that Jesus pointed out to, right? And also, uh, the goats has some questions too. But the great question is, really, which group 
am I belong to? Are we belong to the, the, the sheep or the goats? Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the liger? What's a liger? A liger. Lion and tiger, yeah. Yeah, there are actually there exist, you know. Have you ever heard a word git or shots? Git or shots. Now actually actually that's really rare, but sometimes when a goat and a sheep mate, they have these sheets. Yeah, the shots and geats. Now it's really rare because because um, 95% of the, uh, of the offspring is stillborn, but there are certain occasions that they, that, that offspring is alive. And it depends. If they look like a sheep, they are going to be um, like a, like a geet, or if they're more like a, a, a goat, they are like a shoat. But that's, that's a real thing. That's, a, that's not a... Not, not, uh, they're almost... Uh, goats, they're almost sheep, but uh, uh, but they're not. And and I think uh, when I read Revelation and the description of Laodicea, I sometimes I think about a lukewarm church like Shots or Gits. We have both. We have both. We have a, um, a, a part of goats, and, 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 yeah, we want to be a sheep, we come to church. And some people, the, you know, that they used to be in the church, they went out to the world, and they are mostly goats, but, but they have the part of this, this longing or part of they know better. They know better. So uh, the question is, what's the problem? Why is it, why is it, uh, why why is it not a desirable position to have all these characteristics? What, what, what's the problem with the lukewarmness? What's the problem with this mixed situation? I think, uh, I think if you have a, um, well, um, we have a dog, okay? And we bought this dog as a German shepherd. But I think <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> She doesn't look like a, I mean, she looks like a German shepherd, but there are so many things that tells me that maybe that uh, those, those certificates were not. We, we bought it in a, you know, pretty okay price, and, uh, and, and, but, but she doesn't look, she doesn't act like a pure German shepherd. Because, because if you want to buy a German shepherd, a pure dog, you want to have purity, right? You, you want something that is, it's a German shepherd, it's, it's a, it's it's a um, it's a Rottweiler um, or it's a um, Saint Bernard. So you don't want any impurity in that dog, right? You 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 like that concept of purity, and this is exactly why this the situation with the sheets and I mean um, with the shoats and the geats are I have a problem because we have that, and when when Jesus comes, he wants to really separate the two groups. And, um, and I personally believe that uh, the reason why we are not in heaven, because he knows that if we, um, again, um, another thought of E.G. White comes into my mind when he said that, when she said that, I think it's Steps to Christ, that if you are almost a Christian, you're not a Christian. If you're almost make it, 
that means they are not making it. Doesn't matter how how close you are. So, so God wants sheep. Uh, God God wants people that are are hundred percent on His side. And and um, um, and 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 I think uh, that's what we want, human beings. You know, when we uh, purchase something, but definitely He who created all the animals and created us. He wants a hundred percent dedicated Christians, and it is so easy to talk about that, right? So let's let's see let's see the details how it will happen. So, what can we do to be part of this pure group of people that are being um, described as sheep? How can be because there's another another group of people that I think. Uh, in Revelation, we we um, talked about that's 144,000, and Hak and Egypt also says that we have to pray that we can become part of the group. So how can we how can we be part of this group? Is it is it uh, what what uh, what our part in it? Okay, and uh, we know that this um, geetsness and shoutsness, it's a Age was uh, struggles. Even Paul uh, was uh, was uh, struggling with that, and uh, that's what uh, Romans seven talks about, right? Um, we we do what we don't want to do, and we don't do what we want to do, right? That's that's uh, we can we know this chapter. We can even write a chapter every day, even life. We we we, we back, wake up, and before you know that, oh Lord, that's, that's I should not be. I, I should have been more kind. I should have been more careful. I mean, I'm um, reading the, try to read testimonies one to, you know, nine, in a, you know, every day. And it's every page is a rebuke. It's a rebuke. I mean, when you're reading it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's so hard to not to see that the, the standard is so high. In every moment, you realize that okay, Lord, I just, I just not, and it, it can discourage you. It can discourage you. But I think, I think uh, Romans eight gives you the answer. And uh, I just uh, heard a sermon not too long ago. That's why I'm putting this one in from uh, Mark Finley. That he was saying that in chapter seven, the word "I" in the chapter is is uh, listed twenty-seven times. I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Um, in chapter 8, the I only appears two, two times, but the Spirit, 20 times. 20 times. Now, let's read um, Romans 8, 1 to 3. Because I don't want to spend more time on uh, Romans 7. We all know by heart. We all know those 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 struggles too much. So let's see. Romans chapter eight one two three. There is therefore no now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that. It was weak through the flesh. Uh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. 
So what do we see here? There's no condemnation. There is no punishment. There is no, no recognition of your sinful life. And why? Because, because we are not walking anymore on the law of the flesh. Now, can we keep the law according to Romans 7 or of our, you know, even yesterday's experience? We cannot. We cannot. Only God can do it in us. Nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with the law, but because of our sinful life, um, we can't, we just, we, we just can't do it on our own. That's why the very people who, who knew the law in Jesus' time are those who crucified Christ. They knew the law, they, 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 they studied the law, they were the Pharisees, they, they were the, the, the priests, and even though the knowledge that they had is not even comparable to our knowledge, I mean, they started out in the rabbinic schools in the age of, I think, seven, and, and they had to memorize it for, by, I don't know how old they had to be, but they memorized the whole Torah, so, so just to have the knowledge, the head knowledge of Christ's word is just not, not um, doesn't do too much. So, so what is the joy that uh, brings? What what brings the joy that uh, that we see it in um, the second and the third verse? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free. I mean, we talk about freedom here, freedom from sin. And I think this is, this is the, the, the most coveted freedom throughout Earth history. Yeah, um, I can talk about Hungary. We were conquered by the Turks. We were conquered by many other nations. And when the country is free, it's a, it's a great thing. America is really very blessed to be a free nation and... Uh, and there is a reason why people are in, um, that the country is really proud of that and, and, and upholding the freedom high. But really the real freedom and the real joy from freedom is come when you are free from sin. And, um, and, uh, and as we read it in, in uh, Romans 8, um, God did it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemns sin in the flesh. This is this is this is our our solution. Um, what so what can we do? The only thing that we can do in order to be saved, you know, what does John three sixty said? Just to believe, right? That's that's all. That's all. That's all we can do. Just believe in his love. That yes, in Jesus Christ, I have freedom. Not just from the, from the consequences of sin, but also from the sin itself. And, and only he can do it. It's so, I mean, we are, we are dealing with inherited and cultivated sins of our lives. Our brain is just wired to do those things that we don't want to do and don't do those things that uh, we need to do. And, and only Christ can do it in us. Now, um, how can we believe? Let's uh, turn Second Peter 1, 1 to 4. 
for the CCR. Simon Peter, bondservant uh, bon and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by a glorious victory. Uh, virtue, and I think I would put um, the uh, uh, fourth verse, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Not just any kind of precious promises, but exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So we have to believe in that. These promises are precious and exceedingly great. That's why, this is why we can believe it in that. So, while um, Romans 7 talks about me trying so hard, so hard to be uh, clean and holy, we, we are trying to be the one that God accepts us to do or to, to be. Um, we can we can see that in Romans eight, believing in God's promises, believing in the fact that He can live in us through His Holy Spirit, we can become 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 uh, the part of the hundred and forty four thousand. We can become a part of that group of people that were. Um, Described as uh, as uh, as sheep, and and even though sometimes you you have those failures, you know, you you have those moments when you when you just did it again, when you just said it again, the way how you said it, it you knew that it was wrong, but but there is there is a reason why again I going back to the spirit of prophecy that um, White really encourages us to to. See the the night when Jacob was struggling with uh, with Jesus with the angel. But did uh, Jacob said, "I don't let you go until you bless me." You know, this is why the time of trouble, you know, the Jacob time of trouble is so essential because this is when you know that no matter because Satan is going to bring up all those failures of your life, all those moments that you think that nobody knows and you don't want anybody to know about it. You know, this is when you have to cling to him and say that, Lord, I, I just, I cannot let you go until you bless me. Until you bless me with your spirit. Until you bless me with that victory that you want. That you promised to have me. This is something that we have to fight for. This is, this is you know, it's not that something that you are fighting against. Okay, so I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just using the stupid illustration of, of, of smoking. Oh, I'm not going to throw out a cigarette, whatever. I can actually, I can, um, I can, I can um, bring out a personal example. I was, years and decades ago, I, I liked video games, you know, the computer games. They used to come in, in CDs and, and oh boy, that was a, what a waste of time and energy, you know. But, but you like that. You like that Duke Nukem. I, I, I can say that because people don't know. <laughs> Unless you're in my generation, the younger people, they don't know. 
you know, and you got the CD, you put it in, you install it, and, you know, you play with it, you know, your whole night went through, and, oh, Lord, I, I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I mean, I shouldn't do that. So what did you do? Break. We broke the <laughs> CD. I broke it. So there's no way that I can use it again. What did I do? Two weeks later, I bought another one. <laughs> you know, it is a real thing. It is a real thing. It is, and, and it can be cigarette, can it crack, can it, you know, when I'm working, oh, many, many times, and I shared many stories about on a psych floor where I work, addiction is a big thing. It's a big thing. You know, people, they know. They know. I heard about a guy who was so hooked on crack that he got a handcuff in New York. It, it happened in New York. And he handcuffed himself to the radiator. I said, okay, no, I'm not going to touch it. Well, one day he went by, he got some food, you know, ordered some food, whatever. But when the urge came, he, he actually, what he did, he ripped off the radiator. And he went down to the street, he bought the crack with uh, pulling the radiator with him. So, so uh, addiction is, is, is tough. And I, when I see those people and, and, you know, try to talk to them, and they know, they know. When they are there, obviously they're going through withdrawal, uh, when they got to my, you know, our floor, the psych floor, they are already through withdrawal or we have to put them on, you know, certain um, precautions and whatever. Um, but, but they all know. They all know. And we all know that as soon as they leave the facility, they're going to go back. They're going to go back. You can give them all the medication that you want to. There's a Vivitrat. They're really good for heroin. They rather... And I tell you, I think I told you last time a story about the girl that, you know, you know, a couple a couple months later she died, you know, a young girl who grew up in a Christian family and whatever. So, so it's sad. But that's this is we are addicted to sin, we are addicted to sin, and only God can set us free. Now, how does He do that? How does He do that? I mean, there's a there's a favorite area actually. It's in um in um. In Ezekiel, probably you guys know that um, um, for Ezekiel 36, it's a, it's a beautiful, 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 um, and I think I read it last time, but it's just so um, worth it to reread it. Ezekiel 36 uh, starts with a 17, chapter 17. Okay. Son of man. When the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like an uncleanness of a woman in her customary impurity. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood they had shed on that land and for the idols with which they had defiled it. So I scattered them among the nations, and they were despaired, Throughout the countries, I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. When I came to the nations, wherever they went, they profound my holy name when they set of them. These are the people of the Lord, and yet they have gone out of his land. It's, it's, like, it's like all these, all these uh, nations, they were looking at this used-to-be mighty nation of Israel. Used to have the kings like, uh, you know, David and Solomon. And now they are scattered. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations wherever they are. And this is the truth. 
we are not lovable. There is nothing in desire world, in this sinful state, in the eye of God. The reason why Jesus died for us because he sees the potential. He sees the, the potential that we can become by his spirit. If you, if you, if you look at ourselves, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, Jesus has all the sinless angels uh, worshiping him, uh, all the perfect beings in the universe. Of, I don't know what he created. We have no idea. But every, everything is perfect. And pure. I mean, I mean, E.G. White, again, um, she had some visions of uh, different worlds, and, and they were all noble-looking, and I don't even recall the exact uh, description of what she wrote down, but, but definitely it's, it's, it's much better than what we see here. Um, and, and why does he love us still? Why does he say, okay, you know, I mean, I give up. I just, you know, it's just not worth it. But he's not. He's every day, every day he is working in the most holy, as our Adventist belief teaches, and cleansing the most holy, and the reason why we are still here because we are still um, geats and shots. We are still did not uh, made that um, um, concrete. I'm talking about myself, obviously. For my, I don't know any of you other than names and faces, but I know that that uh, that Jesus has to finish the work in me. <laughs> He's not finished. <laughs> okay, but let's read on. But I had concern for my holy name, and he, his name is love, which I, that's just, I just put it in, which the house of Israel profound among the nations wherever they went. Therefore said, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profound among the nations wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profound among the, among the nations which you have profound in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord, the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before. <laughs> what a beautiful promise. I am hallowed in you before their eyes. Can you imagine that? When God will be hallowed in me? I mean, I mean, what a, what a privilege to become, to, 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 as Paul said, that you can be called a son of God, the one that, that and then he can, he can uh, send his spirit into us. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. And li- listen to this. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols. Can you believe it? That can can God do that? I mean, I just grasp on it. I mean, can can the leper lose its um, spots according to this? Yes, if God said, yeah, it's gonna be a whatever. God can do it. The leopard cannot do it on its own. But, but God can do it. It says that I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and from all of your... That's why we cannot give up on anybody. 
if we have a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a brother or a sister or a neighbor or a co-worker that God put in our hearts that 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 uh, we should pray and, and, and work for that person's salvation that we should not give up ever. Because, you know, God can do it. God can bring, as Satan can, as we said it in um, in um, Sabbath school, Satan can bring the perfect storm when, when everything works out that you just you just want to give up. God can do the opposite. God can God can bring in situation in that person's life that that person. I believe that uh, the the thief on the cross was brought in the right time so he can have the the, the, the last the last uh, chance to accept Jesus Christ. But let me finish this. Uh, um, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of the stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. What you cannot do. <laughs> he will make you do it. Just, just let him. Then you shall dwell in the land I gave you, gave it to your father and shall be my people and I will be your God. No, it's not going to be, um, how you call that, um, Marvel or CD gods. Do you guys notice the 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 similarity of of Aquaman and Zeus? All those pagans gods are in those movies. These are all pagans gods, pagan gods, right? And now we are worshiping them with our. And I'm not trying to be a hypocrite because I saw some of those. But I just want to, we can worship, we can, uh, we can bring sacrifice or time to these when we are watching all these movies. We can sacrifice with our times. Okay? Uh, love, uh, um, we, need the, we need God's mercy. Then you shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. This is another beautiful verse 29. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increases of your fields so that you need never need again bear the reproach of famine among the nations there's a famine coming famine that we read famine uh, and hunger and thirst for god's word but if we come to jesus every time as we can he can put he can fill our hearts with his word so we won't have experience that thirst and then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that we that were not good, and you will loathe yourself. How many times I loathe myself for what I did? I don't know if anybody can relate to that. In your own eye, for your iniquities and your ab- uh, abomination. Yeah. If we can, we can read it through uh, the whole rest of the chapter. I recommend you to read it through it. Uh, Ezekiel thirty-six. Um, God. Only God can bring us true repentance. And 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 what's our what is our 
or part of it, you know, what, what uh, Revelation 3, 20, 21 said. Um, three, what was our uh, opening verse? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. That's all we have to do. Open the door. Just open the door. Let him come in. Open the door every moment, every time. Uh, don't open the door for Satan. There are so many ways that he wants to come in. He's not a gentleman. But for Jesus, we have to. That's all we have to do. Just, just, just open the door. Let him come in. As uh, we sang the song, the Savior is waiting, right? Saskia, it's a beautiful song. And no, I just <laughs> remember you're praying it. <laughs> that's that's what we have to do. Let. Let Jesus come in. But every every place of our heart, you know, you cannot cannot say to the kitchen, oh Lord, you can go everywhere but to the kitchen. You, Lord, you can go everywhere but to our bedroom. You can go everywhere but to my my, my office. You can go everywhere everywhere but to my car. And and, and car is another big issue with me. I'm, I'm a really reckless diver, driver. So so the question is that uh, do we do we do that? Are we? So my prayer is that we would let him come in. We let him come in. Because if he comes in, he will do all these things that he promised. If he doesn't do it, then he's not God. Um, um, A.T. Jones and Wagner had a book. I think its uh, title is Lessons on Faith. And, and it has a pretty good analogy about if God was able to create the whole universe, I mean, a whole, you know, earth, heaven and earth in seven days, I mean, six days, how much time he needs to create a new heart in you? So, so do we really believe, do we really um, um, believe that he can do it in us? This is where the rubber reads Mr. Road. Lord, we we, we cannot let you go until you bless us. Let this be our prayer every day. When we wake up, when we are facing all these temptations or, or every time the Lord, I need your help because I cannot do it. I'm just going to fail again. And even if you fail, even if you fail, get up. How many times a righteous gets up? Uh, seven times. If you feel fear of first seven times, you know, he gets up. And the seven is a perfect number. How many times can we forgive? Uh, Peter was asking Jesus, you know, in seven times? Even in seven times? He says seven times, 70 times, seven times. So if, if we can, we can, we should, if we should forgive each other seven time, 70 times, seven times, how many times God can forgive us? You know? God <laughs> never going to say, okay, you, you forgive him, you know, for 490 times, and I'm just going to forgive you 50 times. You know, he's not going to say that. God will forgive you until the probation lasts. And that's, that's when we can go back to the, uh, the geats and the shorts. Until the probation lasts. God has a power to change us. To change us and to be, and make us to be what he wants us, what he sees, foresaw. You know, in heaven, you will not have any opportunity to spread the gospel. You, you won't. 
Can, can you? No. You, this is a, a, a privilege to us to be part of his army. Now, because in heaven, no. It's, and, and that's what Jesus says that, uh, the Egyptian says that uh, the, the thing that we will regret the most in heaven, the regret the most is the time that we wasted. Can you imagine that, uh, uh, and we talked about in uh, Sabbath school, that uh, Satan brings with all these dividing factors, and, and I don't want to be unsensitive or whatever, just to take a, our eyesight out of what really matters. Jesus died for everybody, and, and really for him, he, there is, there is no, no, no difference. He cares about each of us. And, and it is our privilege to be part of his army to reach out those people. So uh, my prayer is that we would pray every day, Lord, I don't let you go until you bless me. Amen.